Do you spend hours in your head thinking about something that happened, could have happened, or might happen? Do you ask others what to do so you don't make a mistake? Welcome to the Playing It Safe podcast. I am Dr. Z, your host. I am a clinical psychologist, an author, and a person that is super passionate about sharing with you science-based skills to overcome any type of fear-based struggles. Who doesn't experience fear? Who doesn't play it safe? In this show, we will discuss how fear-based reactions happen in day-to-day life, how playing it safe behaviors look like, sound like, and feel like, how you can put into action solid tips from behavioral science to get unstuck from worries, fears, obsessions, and anxieties, and how you can start doing what works, what matters, and what you care about. Behavioral science doesn't have to be boring. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. Hello, everybody. Hope you're doing well. I am back with another episode of the Playing It Safe podcast. And today I want to chat a little bit about Playing It Safe moves, what they are, and how you can keep an eye on them. So let me give you a little bit of background about the Playing It Safe project. I started the Playing It Safe project, the newsletter, and the podcast in May 2020 because I know that dealing ineffectively with anxiety, worries, and fears keeps you stuck, makes you live small, and takes you farther away from what's truly important to you. So over the years, as a psychologist and as a coach, the key questions to my work have been, how do you play it safe? And how can you get unstuck from anxiety-based struggles so you can live a purposeful life. Reality is that at one point or another, we all play it safe with feeling anxious, worry, stress. We do think or act in ways that minimize our discomfort right away. I call those thinking strategies and those actions playing it safe moves. They are academically known as safety-seeking behaviors. And there is nothing wrong with engaging in playing it safe moves. The challenge is how often you do it, when you do it, and how it works in your life. In my work, I have identified 10 playing it safe moves that we all rely on, but when going and check, but when going and check and use often, they keep us defeated and live in a contradiction between the life that we want to live and the life that we're living. So today I want to review with you those 10 playing it safe moves so you can keep an eye on them. Now, if you want to get your playing it safe profile, if you want to figure out how you are playing it safe, you can go to the website www.com this is drz.com. Again, the website is www.thisisdrz.com and complete the Playing It Safe questionnaire. Completing the Playing It Safe questionnaire, it should take you 10 to 12 minutes. And as soon as you finish answering all those questions, you will obtain your Playing It Safe profile and you will obtain a score for those playing it safe strategies that you are overusing. And 
minutes later, you will also receive a handout with a list of resources that you can start listening to or reading to tackle that particular playing it safe move. Super cool, right? So I think that your playing it safe profile will give you the awareness you need to stop living small, stop relying on ineffective playing it safe moves, and start living with purpose every single day you are awake. Without further ado, let's go into these playing it safe moves in detail. Number one, playing it safe by trying to do things flawlessly, impeccably, and precisely. Do you find yourself appreciating the outstanding performance of ballet dancers? Do you admire people who strive for high standards, high quality products, and high quality services? Perfectionistic actions are everywhere. From the moment we make our breakfast, focus on a project at work or school, have conversations with others, look at ourselves in the mirror, and so many more. The reality is that there is nothing wrong with wanting to do things right and perfect. There is nothing wrong with having high standards for yourself, others, and some tasks. But it's very different to hold onto those standards and being consumed, dominated, and driven by them at all times. Perfectionistic actions have the habit of masking the fears of not being good enough, masking the fear of making mistakes, masking the fear of being a failure. They may show up in different ways, like paying excessive attention to details, attempting to constantly minimize mistakes from happening, protecting yourself from being a failure, focusing on potential negative outcomes, or sometimes trying to have control of all aspects of a project in one form or another. Number two, playing it safe by procrastinating, postponing, and delaying stuff. A very common strategy to handle worries, anxieties, and fears is procrastinating the stuff that you don't like or want to do. As plain as it sounds, procrastination can actually take many forms, like coming up with reasons why you should do things later, rationalizing why you may perform better at the last minute, or spending time on tasks that are within your comfort zone and that you like. But the reality is that when you postpone, delay, or put off what you're supposed to be taking care of, it's likely because that particular task causes some discomfort and gets under your skin. Playing it safe by procrastinating, the stuff that you have to do or don't want to do, can easily feed into a cycle of stuckness that it's already painful. You eventually may feel sad, embarrassed, and ashamed. Number three, playing it safe by searching for certainty, predictability, and reassurance. We all experience uncertainty on a regular basis. There is so much that we don't know, and there is so much more that we don't know we don't know. We don't know how the weather is going to be next week, We don't know what's going to happen in a new episode of our favorite TV show. We don't know what our friends are going to say when joining us for dinner. We don't know what the news is going to be about. We don't know many, many, many things. 
And the reality is that we live every day making educated guesses to the best we can. But we simply cannot say for sure how things will unfold. There are so many unknowns that are part of our day-to-day life. And sometimes we struggle with the possibility of what could happen. The discomfort of not knowing and the fact that all types of things are possible. So another way we play it safe is by searching comfort and confirmation that we are making the right choice, that we're making the right decision in such a way that we cannot move on unless we get reassurance about it. You may ask others specific questions about the decision you're trying to make. You may tell yourself nice things about the choices you're making. You may rehearse in your head your decision or verify that you're choosing the right option by checking many resources. But all those behaviors are minimizing the discomfort of not knowing how things are going to be. And if you do And if you play it safe by searching for certainty, security, and reassurance a lot, then you are not learning to see and face the uncertainty that we live on a daily basis. Number four, playing it safe by anticipating the worst and ruminating in the past. So one of the things in which we play it safe is by anticipating what could possibly go wrong, imagining these gloom and doom scenarios, and ruminating and reminiscing about the past. So when feeling anxious, stressed, or worried, you may handle that situation by focusing on the past, revisiting all the scenarios, dissecting long-ago situations, replaying over and over previous events. Or you may start thinking about all the things that could possibly go wrong in the future. You may have a lot of what-if thoughts. But either way, whether you are playing it safe by focusing on the past or focusing in the future, you are attempting to solve a situation. Number five, playing it safe by planning your escape. When having any type of anxiety, worry, or fear, we are prone to three responses, freezing, flying, or fighting. And a common plain it safe move is fleeing from situations, activities, and even people that trigger anxiety, worries, and fears. It's natural. We are not wired to be in discomfort, but again, The aim of this playing it safe move is to minimize discomfort. So you may be using this playing it safe strategy when you are approaching a job interview and you get anxious and you may avoid giving eye contact to the person you're talking to. Or you may avoid talking to someone that has some feedback to give you and is going to be uncomfortable. Six, playing it safe by going along with negative stories about yourself. Let me ask you a couple of questions. How often do you find yourself wanting to do something that is important, fun, and excited, and that you're curious about? And then, in a fraction of a second, you hear your mind having thoughts like, 
I won't be able to handle it. It will be bad. I will be destroyed. What if something goes wrong? Maybe I'm not ready to do so. The main characteristic of this particular playing it safe move is that you underestimate your capacities, skills, and qualities without ever taking action, giving them a try, or creating the conditions to improve them. We all develop narratives and concepts and stories about who we are. This is not a random thing that happens, but another way in which our minds work. Think about it. Given all the experiences, upbringing, memories, ideas, aspirations, and dreams we have, isn't it natural that our mind will come up with a story of who we are and what we're capable of? The challenge is that at times we cannot distinguish some facts from stories. And if you take every single story about who you are and what you're capable of as the absolute truth, then you're playing it safe and limiting your life. Seven, overvaluing and over-identifying with your thoughts. This is a very interesting and often unchecked way in which we play it safe because we hold on to beliefs about our own thinking and beliefs about how we should handle any type of anxiety, worry, and stress. Let me give you an example. Tom is a designer, husband, and father of two. He is committed to being a conscious father and professional. So he makes the point to read books, articles, and online journals about design. He also makes sure to be at home as soon as possible after work, chats with his kids, and spends almost every weekend with his family. He really does his best to show up to both his career and his family. Although most people around Tom will say that he's doing a good job, he is worried about things not going well at work one day, losing his clients, hurting his kids emotionally when scolding them, not being a good enough husband, getting sick later in life, and not being on top of his game. When confronted by others about his worries, Tom will reason along the lines of, I worry because then I can be prepared for all the things that could go wrong. If I don't worry about my health, money, and my family, then one problem could lead into another. When I think about these things, I sometimes feel less concerned about them so I can go on doing other stuff. As reasonable as Tom's beliefs about worry may seem, they are thinking strategies to minimize the discomfort that comes with potential negative outcomes the distress and uncertainty that he may experience if he doesn't find a perfect solution or a 100% resolution of what he's stressed about. The reality is that it's easy to get sidetracked into thinking about thinking in a way that is unproductive, ineffective, and in keep us stuck in a thinking loop for hours at the expense of our energy, emotional well-being, and time. Eight, playing it safe by discounting, minimizing, and ignoring what you really want and what's truly important to you. 
If you think about your life, there are times in which you feel very, very alive. There are relationships and people that matter to you. There are projects and career and school-related stuff that is truly important to you. The challenge is that sometimes because we struggle bending social norms or doing things that are not socially accepted in our group, we minimize what's important to us and we ignore what we really want. We pretend that some things are not important so we don't rock the boat with others. We may sugarcoat our opinions so people don't get upset with us or they think bad about us or they reject us. The challenge is that when playing it safe by discounting and minimizing what's truly important to you, you are reducing the possibility of building and living the life you want to live. Nine, playing it safe by criticizing and judging negatively yourself. So sometimes, even if you meet your own standards, even though you do your best, When someone else appears to be doing better, when something falls apart, when someone gets upset with you, when things go wrong, you may start comparing yourself to others and your mind may quickly start criticizing you. You may start hearing thoughts like, you are a mess, you're a disaster, I can't believe you did this, you're an idiot, and so on and on and on. The challenge is that every time you engage in those criticizing thoughts for hours, you ended up not taking action. It is natural that when things go wrong or things go in a direction we didn't want them to go, we may look inward and we may find reasons why we could have done things better. But if you engage in hours and hours of self-criticizing yourself, Thinking that in that way you are motivating yourself, in reality, you are feeding into cycles of inaction. Many times people confuse self-criticizing with self-motivation, but they are two very different things. If you spend hours and hours telling yourself how mediocre you are, what an idiot you are, do you do more the next hour or do you do less in the next hour? So again, when playing it safe by criticizing and judging negatively yourself, it's quite likely that you're feeding into cycles of inaction and analysis paralysis. 10. Playing it safe by assuming over-responsibility of others' well-being and important matters. Most of us have been thought to be caring about other people's feelings and to help them out when they are in times of need, to help them out when they are struggling. These are, generally speaking, wonderful qualities. The challenge is that the more that you play it safe by putting others' needs above yours and making yourself fully responsible of their well-being, the more that you're going to be stuck. The truth is that we don't have control over whether people reject us or criticize us. But putting their needs above yours all the times give us somehow a sense of control and the illusion that you are avoiding conflict. The challenge is that sooner or later, your life is going to shrink and shrink because no relationship with others or with yourself survives 
if you are not paying attention to your own needs, to your own opinions, and if you don't realize that others' well-being are not your exclusive responsibility. We just finished reviewing the 10 most common planet safe actions that we all engage in when feeling stress, worry, anxious, or afraid. To recap, here is a list of these 10 planet safe moves. Trying to do things flawlessly and precisely. Two, postponing and delaying things. Three, searching for reassurance and certainty. Four, accepting negative stories about yourself and questioning your abilities. Five, thinking repetitively about the future and past events and failures and feelings. Six, disengaging and using safety crutches. Seven, overvaluing and over-identifying with your thoughts. Eight, discounting and ignoring what you really want and what's important to you. Nine, criticizing and judging yourself negatively. Ten, assuming responsibility of important matters and others' well-being at all times. Lastly, just to clarify, you may wonder if all these planet safe actions are bad. The reality is that no, planet safe actions are not necessarily bad by nature. In fact, many times planet safe can help us to achieve, excel and reach levels of creativity, productivity, performance and success that we hadn't even imagined were possible. For example, when working on this podcast, I had a fear of not having enough clarity to convey my ideas. I was afraid of making mistakes and I play it safe by checking with a colleague about it, carefully thinking about what I wanted to convey, considering what might go wrong if the script of this podcast was confusing, reflecting on my style and searching for related material. So... Playing it safe actions become a problem when you don't check how often you do them, when you do them, how they work, and why you do them. I hope this episode was helpful. Once again, if you want to figure out your playing it safe profile, please go to the website www.thisisdrz.com and you can complete the playing it safe questionnaire obtain your Playing It Safe profile, and then you can get a list of resources that you can either listen to or read to tackle that particular Playing It Safe action. I wish you a great day and see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, I will very much appreciate it if you will subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. And if you're feeling extra generous, I welcome a review on Apple Podcasts. Show notes of this episode are in the website playingitsafe.zone. Make sure to subscribe to my newsletter so you can receive more tips to stop all types of unworkable playing it safe actions. See you soon!